episode of Virtual Coffee. My name is Alexa Collier, and on this podcast, I chat with small business owners, and we discuss their journeys, perspectives, pieces of advice. Sometimes I'll do solo episodes as well, where I share what's been on my mind and accelerators for you and your career and your businesses. Now with me today on this episode are the women behind La Petite Vet, Courtney and Katie. Courtney and Katie are two friends who wanted to experience the Taylor Swift-themed parties and club nights that were happening mainly in Australia during the pandemic this past year. Uh, They wanted to experience that themselves, so they started their own company to do just that. They host events across the country that have different music themes, and their most popular one is the Taylor Swift theme nights. So this discussion is a really fun one. It's perfect timing with the release of Red Taylor's version this past weekend. So I've been super celebrating Taylor Swift this past week, and I'm really happy to have Courtney and Katie on the podcast to share their stories and advice and thoughts on owning their own business. Now, before we dive into their story, I'd really appreciate if you could rate and review Virtual Coffee on the Apple Podcast app. It takes about 10 seconds to do so. You just go to the show page, scroll all the way to the bottom, and you can leave a rating or also a review. We really appreciate that. It helps us out a lot. And you can also follow us along on Instagram, Facebook, really any social media. You can find us at Virtual Coffee Podcast. As always, thank you so much for listening. I think you're really going to enjoy this episode, especially if you're a Taylor Swift fan, but you definitely don't have to be a fan of hers to get something out of this episode. So of course, happy listening, and I will chat with you all next week. But for now, please enjoy this episode with Courtney and Katie. Welcome, Courtney and Katie. Thank you so much for being on Virtual Coffee. Thank you for having us. Thank you. We're so excited. I need like actual coffee, I think. (laughs) Yeah. I usually have my my tea with me. It's slightly off brand, but same same type of drink. Excellent. Well, let's dive in. I'd love for you both to introduce yourselves, describe your business, wherever you want to jump in, and then we'll kind of go from there. Um, Okay, I can start. Hi, I'm Courtney Gibson. I am the CEO of Le Petite Fet. It started back in 2019. I was actually going through a breakup and I just really needed to go to do something and have a good outlet. And so I decided I've been to so many parties. So I decided I wanted to do parties in a box, just making it easier for people to do it, to throw parties like baby showers, bachelorette parties, things like that. Um, So it was an Etsy in its inception. And then when Katie and I met, we started, um, we were at brunch one day talking about um, the Taylor Swift parties that were going on in Australia at the time during lockdown. And we just were like, this would be so fun. We we really want to go to one. But things like that don't really come to Orlando. And I don't really know why. So we were like, you know what, we'll just ask around and see if we can see if we can have our own party here. And luckily the bar we were at, we ended up talking to their like social media manager and he agreed to do it. And, you know, we were like so nervous at first about how it would be received, but it's just been insane. The like reception we've gotten 
and everything like that. So that's kind of a little bit about the background and I'll let Katie go into it a little bit more. Yeah, so I'm Katie. Uh, I am the CMO of Le Petite Fat. Like Court said, we started the Taylor Swift dance parties. We thought of them in May, and then the first one we had was in June. And yeah, just to echo what Courtney said, you know, kind of started with us wanting to attend one of these parties. I mean, I remember being like mid lockdown and seeing these people screaming to Taylor Swift <laughs> in Australia and being like, oh my God, think about the serotonin this would release into my body, which I so desperately need at the moment. And so, yeah, we just took the idea and kind of ran with it in our first one. I don't really know what we expected, but I didn't expect the reaction we got. I mean, one of the moments that sticks out, I think both for Courtney and I, is the first one we had. We were like standing outside. This is back when we still had to like wristband people ourselves. And we're standing outside still wristbanding people, trying to get them in the door and Cruel Summer played. And you just heard like this crowd of girls screaming at the top. <laughs> lungs and I think that's kind of when we both knew like oh well like maybe we're actually onto something here mm-hmm. it's funny because when we went to the Barts, it was called it's called Neon Beach and um when we were talking to them they were like okay we need 200 people to come to this or you know you'll have to pay like some minimums like a bar minimum oh, wow. like that and we were just so nervous that we would be able to sell the 200 you know because we just didn't know what would happen and then we sold out, I mean, like weeks before the event wow. actually happened. And I think we sold out on a Memorial Day weekend and the event was until June 18th. So it was just crazy. And people were like contacting us so much to get tickets. And just like, we just realized like how many people really want to see something like this. And I had been to, like, I always say I've, I've been to this Britney Spears night in Chicago at a gay bar called Roscoe's Tavern in Boys Town. And it's so fun. Um, and it's just a great time. And I was like, this would be so cool other places, but you just never know until you actually try it, you know, what you're going to find kind of thing. 200 people. That's a lot of people for your like first one. That's crazy. Actually, we ended up having closer to like 350. Yeah, we, so 200 was like where we were like, had to make a minimum and anything under that, we'd have to make some certain things. Okay. Um, stuff like that. And then anything after 200, we were good and we could sell about 300 tickets. So we just throw up the whole 300 and kind of just hope for the best. We're in a Taylor Swift fan group on Facebook. We put it in there mm-hmm. and then we ran some Facebook ads. I mean, we just really were like, oh, I hope this, I hope people like this. And, yeah. and they really, really did. So it was really exciting when we sold out. And then, you know, subsequently all the other events we've had have been such such successes as well. Yeah, that's really incredible. And it sounds like you guys right now are very focused on the Taylor Swift themes. Do you think you'll ever do other artists or are you really moving your brand towards, you know, the Taylor Swift theme? So we've done um, other artists. We've done Britney Spears, done boy bands. Um, We are going to do one called Bad Romance, which is like divas. Um, We're doing a Mamma Mia brunch in um, December. So we've definitely done other stuff. Taylor's our most popular one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's the one where, and that's the one we're touring with right now, but I'd love to see, you know, any of our other concepts. We really pilot all our concepts in Orlando and see how they go. And then I'd love to see some of the other ones, you know, maybe on the road one day too. Cause I feel like our niche is like the pop culture, you know, we are both pop culture obsessed people. So mm-hmm. we kind of 
Not like do events towards what we would want to see and what we think people, you know, our friends and stuff would want to see too. So I'd love to see some of the other ones, especially the Mamma Mia brunch, because that one's been really well received. So, mm-hmm. you know, we'll have to see what happens in the future. I think that's really smart to move into other artists too. And like you said, just kind of see what ones are popular, like what works out. Maybe, I don't know, one artist or theme is more popular in one place yeah. than another. Like that must be fun mm-hmm. to test out. <laughs> it is. It's really fun. And I think it's interesting to see like the different crowds that like, they bring in and like in a really good way, like you just see different mm-hmm. people. Like I'll tell you our costume contest for Britney Spears night was incredible. Like, <laughs> and our costume contests at Taylor night are really good. But I mean, the, the detail people put into their Britney mm-hmm. costumes was just out unreal. That's really, really fun. And I'd love to hear from both of you kind of the journey of creating this business like even now is it is this your full-time job do you have other you know more corporate jobs going on too like just kind of from both of your perspectives what the journey's been like you know you can pick whatever part of creating this business kind of stands out to you would just love to hear your perspective on that so I've actually I just gave my notice for work nice congratulations so excited. It was a bittersweet moment, but it's just the way that this is going. It's my 100% attention and I would regret not giving 100% to it at this point in time. So yeah, I'm super excited. Um, It's a little bittersweet, but I think it'll be, I'm really excited for what everything holds here. And it's just always been my dream to own my own events company and to see it kind of come to fruition like this has just been the most exciting thing I've I've ever experienced. Yeah, so just like Court, I still have a full-time job at this okay. point. I work in like B2B like enterprise tech marketing. So right now I'm doing both and it's been interesting to kind of like balance both, right? Because on one hand, you know, I have a full-time job pretty much 9 to 5 every day, but this is just scaled so quickly like it's just been like insane how quickly things have grown I mean if you look back like okay we thought of the idea in May we had our first event in June here we are in November and we're booking out cities across the U.S. until the end of May wow so it's just grown so quickly and like court I think it's kind of interesting to think about the idea of okay you know with both of us having full-time jobs let's say maybe we're giving 30% of our time to this and then what would change and how how much more could we grow this if both of us gave 100% of our time and energy Mm -hmm. to this so it's been interesting I think to grow the business it's kind of like a side business and as a passion project and watch it slowly like Mm -hmm. grow and grow and grow and be like okay well like now maybe it's the time to you know, put a hundred percent of ourselves into this and see what happens. Reaching like this point where I was thinking about it for me, I would not be able to, like, we were going to be gone almost every weekend. So it's Mm -hmm. kind of like, you know, you go a week, go away for the weekend, turn around, um, come back, go to work. And it's just, that just becomes overwhelming for somebody. So, you know, if one of them were going to have to give, I would never forgive myself if this was the one that had to give. So that's kind of how I, I looked at it. And it's just been like Katie said, amazing. Like I would have never thought even in June, you would say that we would be touring like this or anything like that. I mean, I was, you know, okay with just doing once a month doing them and like the thrill and the excitement that I got from that. But I mean, the excitement and thrill that you get from going all over is even better too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That growth is insane. That's, that's (laughs) awesome. And (laughs) 
Do you think that you guys are doing something different or can you pinpoint one or two things that you think have led to this growth and success? Like even considering that there are other companies or people trying to do a similar thing than that you guys are doing, like what do you think has helped lead to this success? And maybe you both have a, a different answer. No, I mean, I think honestly, it's multiple things. I mean, it's a huge credit to Katie. She has mm-hmm. killed our social media. I mean, we went from zero to 5,000 followers on TikTok, or I think we're even more than that now. We went from like 200 maybe to almost 5,000 Instagram followers. I mean, in this t- amount of time. So that's like, I got to give her huge props because she has really done so much for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I really think it, I mean, I'd like to think that it comes down to authenticity. Like we're true Swifties, we're true mm-hmm. fans and we're friends. This is something we love to do and we want to go to. And the way that I look at each event night as an experience, and it's something like in my mind, this is what I'd want to see. You know, we have a photo booth with Mylar balloons and a Taylor Swift cutout, and we give away koozies at every at every night so that people have like a keepsake from the night. And we do all of that because we want people to feel like that they had the best experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, I think, really the authenticity of it is what I'd like to think is really what's helping us and what's really um, helped us grow. Yeah, I would agree with court like the the authenticity is really important I don't we don't know a whole lot about the other Taylor Knights right so I can't speak to them but sure Courtney and I didn't sit in a room and think oh what's a good way we can make money do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. we sat down we're like oh my god I want to go to one of these so bad like let's just make it happen so us and all of our friends can go right and it's just sort of like we accidentally stumbled upon a business and I think accidental success is really interesting for a ton of reasons and that's been really cool and I think people can really like see that especially when we're at the shows like Courtney and I like we don't really make it a point to like let people know except when we go up on stage and like say hi that like oh we're in charge of this like we're in the crowd Mm -hmm. dancing we're in the crowd like singing and screaming and crying with everyone I think that's been really important. And then to speak to kind of like the general success of all of these Taylor nights, I think that like the, our demographic can be really underserved with events and things that they want to do, right? Like sometimes it feels like where, where are the events for women? Where are the events where like women can go to a safe space and be with their friends and not have to worry about, you know, getting hit on by the guy that like, you're not there to get hit on. You're there just to hang out with your friends. Mm -hmm. And I think all of these events have provided like a really cool community aspect and feel where it's like, oh, I know if I go to this, I'm going to be with other Swifties. I know no one's going to bother me. And it really kind of just provides like an avenue that like women haven't had in a while. You see all these events, events pop up and it really seems to be catered for men. And there's this huge demographic that's willing to spend money and thrive on experiences. And they've been really underserved for a long time. And I think this is like just the timing of this has been perfect for all of the Taylor Knights, not just us. It's just been a really cool experience. Yeah, both really good points. I didn't even think about the fact that like thinking about, you know, one of your Taylor Swift nights, I feel like I could go to that by myself and be totally fine. Like that's a great point. Like how many events out there exist where I feel comfortable saying that? Like not many. (laughs) I mean, yeah. I mean, we've had, I I tell this story a lot. My friend came from Pittsburgh to Mm -hmm. to do it because she like wanted to support me, but also wanted to go. She's a huge Taylor Swift fan. 
And she, I was working the event, you know, we had to do stuff, we had to do our thing. We were um, checking people in and giving them their koozies. So she kind of went in with her, she had brought a friend from Pennsylvania with her. And when I came and found them, they had made a whole group of people. Like they're still friends on Instagram. I can see them commenting on each other's stuff. Like, I mean, and that's just one experience. We've heard from so many people about how they came and didn't know anyone and made friends. And that's the beauty of it. I mean, wouldn't you want to go to a bar or a, you know, nightclub or something that was playing the kind of music you like, and you could guarantee that you would be around people that had similar interests as you. I think that's what anybody wants to do when they go out at night. Yeah. Yeah. I think another cool part of this, and this is like my, where my passion lies in this business is like, I'm a huge believer in that people need other people, right? Like community is so important. And after like, at that point, it had been like a little over a year that, you know, we had been trapped inside and we had been like kind of separated for our community. These nights also allow like people to go out and feel like things are just a little bit normal again. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? You're in a sea of people. You're finally seeing your friends. You're laughing, you're dancing, you're like crying along to whatever Taylor Swift song really hits you that moment. I think that that's the thing that I'm most passionate about this is like we're providing a way for people to feel like they're part of a community again. Yeah. I think it really goes back to, I think, Courtney, you were saying that authenticity and one of you mentioned too like bringing together people through these songs and through this artist and I feel like that's what a lot of what Taylor's trying to do now too right she seems to be like so much about bringing people together like no matter who the song's about like it's it's about someone different for every person and just being able to feel those emotions with other people and be connected through it. Like that's seems like a big why she creates music. So I think you guys are really leaning into that too. And I think that just creates such a wonderful community and space in that event and a a really fun one too. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I, I really like that. You're, you're very true to, the why behind it. And like you said, not about the money. Yes, you have the business savvy, of course, but the main why is to bring these people together and through this event. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, I know that I did just give notice at my job and stuff. But Mm -hmm. I mean, we were doing this up until then. And like I said, I mean, it's truly, I think, a passion project for both of us. And it's something we're both really passionate about. And it's about, I think I could speak for both of us and say, we're not going to go to a place and give an experience that we wouldn't ourselves want to experience. And where are you hoping to take the business? Um, So this is more of a businessy type question, but do you have plans to expand it? Like, is your dream to eventually have um, employees and people who can run these types of events in their state and help travel with you? Do you have any, any plans for the future that you want to share? So it's funny you say that we're actually going to meet in the, in the next couple of weeks and kind of really walk through that because nice. we've really kind of stumbled into this. And uh, I do want to, obviously, I want it to continue to grow. And But it's just kind of what, where, where do we want to grow? How do we mm-hmm. want to grow? And we've been having back-to-back weeks. So we haven't really gotten to sit down and really kind of drill down on that. So, I mean, I think that question is a to be continued. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. But I mean, I would love to see maybe people in each, like my friend came from, another friend of mine came from New Hampshire um, this past weekend. She was like, I would love to help you do this in Boston, right? Mm. And, you know, I think that is something that's, you know, people, Swifties in each city 
right. would love to see this in their city. I mean, we get DMs all day about it. So how do we engage them and how do we give them a little bit of ownership in this so that they feel like, you know, it's a part of them as well? I, mm-hmm. I think that that, like I said, it's overarchingly to be continued, but I think we have so many opportunities and so many different avenues we could go down and it's just going to be exciting to see what um, what we can come up with. Definitely. It sounds like expansion and scaling is definitely in in play here, but still figuring out the details, which also makes a ton of sense. So that's awesome. That's crazy. I just, I still can't believe the growth, right? In such a short amount of time. Like, was that at any point hard to handle? Like, yes, it's all extremely positive, but there was there any point where you're like, oh my gosh, how are we going to do this? Or were things fairly smooth for the most part? L-O-L. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'll go first and then I'll let Court answer. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, with anything that scales this quickly, sometimes it gets overwhelming, right? Sure. But at the end of the day, we both feel extremely lucky to be doing this. It's just finding that balance sometimes. Mm-hmm. So our first out-of-state show was Atlanta. And mm-hmm. I went to Atlanta and it was the first one we had really done out of our market. I was really nervous. I was mm-hmm. like, you know, what if there was 10 million things in my mind, like what could go wrong? Uh, and I think after Atlanta and after I saw it like work out of market, a lot of those like nervous emotions subsided. It was like, yeah. no, like this is well received everywhere. Like this can be replicated. Part of me was a little nervous that we couldn't replicate the experience outside of our market. I was like, how do we make sure that the experience is consistent with everyone? And after I saw that that was like very much so achievable, I think my nerves calmed down a bit. And I think it's interesting. I like, I tell people this all the time when like when I'm talking to my friends or I'm, I've told court this like 10 million times. It's like every time I think we plateau and we're like, okay, we're doing good. We're just like, you know, chugging along. Something else gets added into the mix that just makes things crazy again, but <laughs> yeah. crazy in a good way. Right. It's just like right. continuous growth. And it's like, wow, like where does this really stop? Do you know what I mean? And I think that's going to be really interesting for court and I to figure out, especially uh, now that we're going to both be giving a little bit more time to this. It's like, okay, well, how far can we grow this and what comes with that? Yeah. And I'll say, I mean, I was, I mean, it took a little convincing to convince me to do Atlanta because I was so nervous. Um, and I actually wasn't going to be able to be there because I had a, already planned a trip with a bunch of girlfriends. So it was, it did take a little bit of like convincing for me. And finally I was just like, you know what? I would regret not doing it. Right. Sure. Yeah. I think what's really like led me a lot in this. I don't like to think of like regret or anything like that, but like with this, you know, you just have to kind of lean in at a certain point and say, all right, this is what's going to happen. So I didn't get to go to Atlanta, but Katie like kept me updated all night, which was so nice. And, and then there were some hiccups, you know, there was some learning. And then again, we went to Miami and that was the first one I really saw. I mean, we sold a venue in Miami that held like 700 people, Wow, sold it out. And I was like, this is just insane. And everyone was there. And I mean, you have all these fears, you have all these things, but I mean, everything went well there too. And that was really when I was like, I was already like gonna lean into it. Right. But then after I kind of saw it, seeing is believing. Right. So after mm-hmm. I saw it, I'm going to fully lean into this and, you know, I'm just going to take, take it as it comes because, you know, I think it'll be an amazing journey no matter what happens. Yeah. I think you're, you're definitely talking about that point, right? Where it's, 
okay, this is a fun thing we're doing together, just trying it out. And then it's like, oh my gosh, this is actually becoming a real thing, a real business. And um, it's kind of that tipping point, like you were saying, do we just do it or do we stop here, right? Like what play do we want to do? And you guys are definitely pushing forward, which is just so exciting. It's really, really fun. And you've been giving advice, you know, kind of throughout this whole episode, but any specific advice that comes to mind, and of course, again, would love to hear from both of you, for others wanting to start a small business or are starting a business or, you know, just have a passion, whatever it is, and and want to dive into it. Any advice come to mind for those folks? That's a really good question. I think that the thing that comes to mind for me is like, give yourself some grace, mm-hmm. right? Not everything is always going to work out. I think for me, and I'll let, you know, Court speak to this too, I'm constantly thinking about ways that we can make these events better, right? And I remember I was sitting down with one of my friends, it was probably like two months ago, right after Atlanta, and I was telling her, I was like, you know, I'm just, I'm constantly thinking about things about how to make this better. And she's like, why? Like, people are already satisfied. Like, what are you Mm -hmm. chasing? I definitely have the perfectionist gene in me, right? Like I'm always wanting to like go above and beyond and exceed expectations. So I think letting go of that, really listening to whatever audience, whatever demographic you're targeting and giving yourself some grace at the end of the day. And, you know, sometimes things aren't going to work out and you're going to have to pivot. And sometimes you're going to get really lucky and you're going to work hard. But yeah, at the end of the day, just give yourself some grace and patience. Yeah, I think those would be my biggest pieces of advice. Yeah, I mean, for me, I come from a family of small business owners. Um, my mom mm-hmm. owned my mom owned a wine bar when I was growing up, 15 years, a boutique. So I kind of saw all of that firsthand. And I mean, I think that what kind of gets a little crazy for me is just the overwhelming growth that we've experienced because that is not always the way it is for people, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of times you don't see that. And I think you just kind of have to be lucky. Like I said earlier about leaning in, you know, you have to lean into the opportunities that are presented to you. And, you know, you can't set any expectations on anything because my favorite quote is a Shakespeare quote and it says, expectation is the root of all disappointment. So, if you have all these great expectations for what it's going to be, you might fall short of that. And that's okay, but it could still be great. Like you're Mm -hmm. short of your expectation and still be great. Right. So you don't want to have too high of expectations for yourself and not meet them and then beat yourself up about it because whatever is in the interim, whatever is in the middle section of that is amazing. And it's a live in the moment kind of thing. So yeah, that's kind of my advice. I mean, we've been incredibly lucky but it's not always like that. And just keep working at it. And if you think you have a good idea, somebody else is going to think that that's a good idea too. So, mm-hmm. you know, build that brick by brick and it will turn out to be something great. Both really good pieces of advice. And I think it, it sounds like there's a balance there that I'm sure at times is easy to figure out and at times really challenging of going with the flow and not having expectations versus having your vision and understanding where you want to take the business. Like there's a, a fine line between those two. And I think finding that balance, it sounds pretty, (laughs) pretty important. And I'm sure, like I said, challenging at times, but also easy at times. So yeah, I'm, I can't imagine the, like the roller coaster, right. Of running your own businesses, but it sounds very fun too, (laughs) at the end of the day. 
No, it's been so amazing. And like I said, it's something I've always dreamed of doing is my own events company. And, you know, I don't think I thought it would look like this, but I'm like so excited (laughs) like this. Yeah. What I like love. And this is what we both love. So, I mean, you have to count yourself as so lucky to do something you love that makes people so happy. And yeah, I can get caught up in like the little details or the things that I felt like went wrong. But I think that I always try to ground myself in something that somebody told me on that first night that we ever did. I was like having a little bit of a moment and this woman came up to me and patted me on the back and was like, this was the most amazing night. Did you know that these girls flew from Philadelphia to come see this, to come do this? And since we've had people come from all over, you know, drive from Tallahassee, Gainesville to Orlando, Miami to Orlando. When we were in Miami, we had someone from Key West. And I think when you get caught up in those like little things that you think could go right or wrong, you have to think as long as those people had the best time Mm -hmm. and had the best experience, that is really what matters because they're not going to see all the little things that you thought went wrong, you know, but they're going to know that that was the best night of their life. Yeah. I love hearing how grounded and centered you both are around the experience you're creating. Because I personally believe that's what it all comes down to is creating the experience for your customers and for your audience, whoever that is. And you can tell when you're speaking about your business that it all comes back to that. And I think that's a huge factor of success and just creating those wonderful, like magical moments for people. That's really, that's really awesome what you guys are doing. It's incredible. Yeah, we've been like Courtney said, we've been very lucky, but we've also worked really hard, right? Right. It's kind of like a a coin toss there. But um, yeah, I think that we just both feel really lucky that we get to, you know, make people happy at the end of the day. Um, And that's like a really cool feeling, you know, when we're at these events and we're just sitting back and we're watching everyone have like the time of their lives. It's like Mm -hmm. very like fulfilling. And when people ask like, oh, like, what do you like about it? I'm like, I just like sitting back and like watching people have the time of their lives. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just really cool to kind of see. That's awesome. And how did you guys um, meet? Were you like friends for a really long time and then just decided to go into business together? What's what's kind of that story? It's a funny story. So (laughs) Courtney and I met, we used to listen to the same podcast and kind of subgroups for the podcast. Mm -hmm. And there was like an Orlando subgroup. And one of my really good friends moved away to LA. I think it was like three years ago now. And I was like sad. And I was like, does anyone want to be friends? Because I need more friends now. (laughs) And Courtney was like, oh my God, I'll be your friend. And we started hanging out. And I think the part that like, we've actually never told anyone is that we were going to the same trainer for a little while. And I think that's what, like really solidified our friendship because yeah. like we were doing like, like he would take both of us. So we would go to the trainer at the same time. And this man was like, this guy was hilarious and he <laughs> acted like as our therapist. And it was just a really like funny time, <laughs> I think in both of our lives. And that kind of solidified our friendship. And then, yeah, you know, it just, an idea born at brunch as most good ideas are. And it kind mm-hmm. of went like, from there. It's a cool story. What podcast was it? I'm just curious. Um, It was the morning toast, which is nice. Still, she had, Oh no, there was an Orlando group. And so that's kind of how we met. And I think that actually too, is something that I've taken and kind of in the back of my mind is like those groups, I've made so many friends from those groups. Right. And it's nice because like, 
you know, when Katie and I first met, it almost takes a little bit of the stress out of meeting someone new because, you know, automatically you have common ground and commonalities like and that's kind of something at the Taylor Swift events. Right. You could go there by yourself and but you would know you're in a room of like hundreds of people that like the same artist, at least that you do. So. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think that's kind of funny. I mean, it was all happenstance how it happened, but, you know, I'm so glad it did. It's been so fun. Yeah, no, I was going to say it's cool that you guys met over like a group that, you know, this podcast created and now you're doing something very similar, but with, you know, events and connecting people through through those groups. Very yeah. cool. I think awesome. it's like really interesting. You know, this whole thing is like kind of happened like accidentally, right? And like mm -hmm. sometimes I sit back and I think about like, wow, like how many things had to fall? Do you know what I mean? Like how many things had to fall into place for like this to come to fruition right I think a lot of times and this kind of goes back to like how I guess like how have you handled like the growth of this but it's like for the longest time I had like such expectations on like what my life should look like right like I'm 30 now it was like okay I want to check all these boxes off by the time I'm 30 right and it was just these very like cookie cutter boxes and I remember there were like so many times when I was so frustrated, right? In my 20s where I was like, why isn't any of this happening for me? Like mm -hmm. I have goals, I'm working hard. Like, why is this not happening? I'm getting impatient. And looking back at everything now, it's like, oh my God, like everything makes so much hmm. more sense. Like moments that like made me frustrated, moments that made me like really sad. It's like, wow, it really kind of all worked together to bring me this thing that I never would have ever dreamt of in like my wildest dreams ever. And I think it's kind of like cool to look at it through that lens too. It's like, wow, like letting go of all those cookie cutter boxes brought me something better than I could have ever expected. I mean, to echo that, I mean, I feel like I was telling my friend the other day on the phone, I like right before I was gonna give my notice and stuff at work and I was like I just feel like I've searched forever in my life to find something that really you know was something that I loved and passionate about and that you know I could make at least a living off of and you know and that's what's so amazing is like this kind of all fell into place and it didn't there was no pressure and I'm sure Katie could agree with that we've never pushed for any of this you know, to really happen. And so it's not like you were pushing or putting something in the wrong piece and like you couldn't figure it out. I mean, I think right. all in all, like what's so great about it is it's grown so organically and it's just, you know, an authentic experience of two friends, you know, just trying to bring something to people that they wanted to experience themselves. Mm -hmm. And so to that point, you know, you have all these things like the expectations I said earlier, you know, you have all these things you want to experience or want to do all these boxes you want to check. And I mean, those things just sometimes just don't work out and you kind of have to be like, okay, something good will come. And I always like to say like Scarlett O'Hara says tomorrow's another day. So what will tomorrow bring? You know, mm -hmm. that's just something to, to just think about for people, especially, you know, when they're going to take the leap. And also it's never too, like I'm 32, he's 30. Like don't ever think like you can't take the leap and really experience right. something great. Yeah. Now, wonderful pieces of advice in there and and perspectives. And I like to your point, your business has grown so naturally and has grown for the people you're creating these experiences for. And I just think that creates the most successful business and experience that you can provide. And I love love that natural growth. Like nothing was forced, like you're saying. Yeah. 
the kind of other like funny part about this is like seeing other people's reactions from like a venue perspective. Mm. So back in, I think it was August, we had a really high demand for Tampa. And so I reached out to a venue in Tampa because at that point we were handling all of our own bookings. And I reached out to a venue. I was like, hey, like, you know, this is the deal. This is what we want to do. Can you tell me how much it would be? And, you know, all that stuff. And the guy's name is Jerry. And Jerry called me like immediately and was like, oh my God, I have been searching for someone to do this. He was like, I get requests all the time to bring a Taylor Swift party to my venue, but I'm like a 51 year old, like (laughs) metal guy. And it is not authentic to me. So Court and I sat down with Jerry and Jerry has a friend named Peter who's local to Orlando. And they're both just like these death metal, like used to be in (laughs) bands now like do booking and like run venues. And we sat down with them and they were so excited for our our idea they're like oh my god this is so cool let's see how we can work together and luckily like we love Peter and Jerry they're both great great people and they've been really instrumental in helping us scale and they've opened a lot of relationships that's the reason we're able to travel across the U.S. next year is because they've opened some of these relationships but when they're pitching the idea to some of these venues it's really funny to hear (laughs) people's responses they're like you want to do what Mm -hmm. like you're just gonna have a DJ and you're just gonna play Taylor Swift and we're like yeah (laughs) yeah you're gonna make a lot of money off your bar we're trying Mm -hmm. to help you too so I think that part's been really funny just to see people's reactions before and after the event before it's always like oh Taylor Swift all night really and then after it's like oh my god this is the busiest our bar has ever been we made so much money tonight please come back and I think that's been really funny to see too it's interesting to think why people have that like I get it but that's just, oh, I don't know. A hundred. Yeah. A <laughs> hundred. Well, I mean, it goes back to like, not to completely like derail our, our conversation, mm-hmm. but in the music industry specifically, there's not a lot of women who do yeah. this kind of stuff, right? I would yeah. say the most comparable thing to what we're doing that people would probably be the most familiar with is the emo night stuff. Mm-hmm. And that is ran by two guys, whether you go to the emo night Brooklyn or the emo night LA. And I think sometimes it can be, I don't know if intimidating is the right word, but it's weird to have two girls show up and be like, yeah, we're going to have a party here. And sometimes I think it's a little hard to get people to take us seriously, Mm -hmm. especially like in some of the, um, maybe not seriously, but in some of the venues we go to, you can tell that people are like, oh, it's like you two. They're just maybe curious is more like, oh, what are you two going to do kind of thing. And I think it just ties back to like, we have to make more space for women in industries where like women aren't all that like popular at the moment. Mm -hmm. And it's just kind of an interesting thing to think about. And court and I really like, we really lean into like the women owned business thing. And like the DJ that travels with us is a woman. Um, And yeah, we're just, that's kind of important to us too. I think throughout our brand is to stay authentic to that voice as well. And even with the Taylor Swift tie-in too, like I get why people have that reaction of, oh, Taylor Swift songs all night. But it's like, why not Taylor Swift songs all night, right? I think maybe people even think, oh, these are just going to be like young girls showing up. It's like, no, like yeah, her fan base has also grown with her. And 
it's more than just I don't know you know correct and it's yeah. kind of like <laughs> it's kind of like why can't women enjoy things right you know yeah. I mean? like, yeah if it was a man wanting to go to like a metal you know like a Metallica yeah. like concert like no one would say anything different but right but because it's a group of women enjoying things why is that suddenly flipped the narrative yeah. yeah yeah it's a really great point and I'm really glad you're able to tie that into, you know, again, your why and your mission and um, just promoting that, you know, it's just such a great like secondary why in there. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think for both Katie and I, it's so important that people feel like it's inclusive and they feel Mm -hmm. safe space. I mean, I know we kind of said that earlier, but I think that ties into it too. I mean, from a bar or business perspective, right. They would want people to stay all night and spend money at the bar. Right. But, you know, you kind of have to have all these things in order that I don't think people always pay attention to, to make that happen. So I think that's what's so amazing about it. And that's why we really love, you know, that we are two women that own the business and then that we bring Nella, our DJ, who's also a female. And if we can't book her because she's busy or whatever, we really try to make it a point to have it be a female DJ as well. Mm -hmm. You know, there's not that many in that space either of DJs, female. So it's just, it's a good thing to have all around. Yeah. Yeah, That's really, really awesome. Did you want to shout out any upcoming events or dates? Yeah, we have a lot of events coming up. Actually, I can read you off some of them. On December 5th, we have our Mamma Mia brunch in Orlando. I mean, on December 10th, we have Jacksonville. It's a Swift and Sour. So it's Taylor Swift and Olivia Rodrigo. And then... Uh, back in Orlando on January 6th, we're going to have our Bad Romance, which is going to be all divas. So it's going to be like Adele, Lady Gaga, Lizzo, Dua Lipa, Ariana Grande. So we're going to have some fun with that. Then on January 22nd, we have Gainesville. And on January 28th, we have Baltimore. Um, January 29th and 30th, we're in Philadelphia, back-to-back days. We are back at in Orlando on the 4th of February. And then we are going to be in Nashville the next day oh. on February 5th. And then we're going to have a Texas run. So we're going to be in Texas on the weekend of the 11th through the 13th. We'll be in San Antonio, Dallas, and then Austin. So nice. those are kind of our upcoming stuff, but I would really recommend people follow us on our Instagram and then follow us on TikTok for all of our um, announcements. Well, we have a lot of announcements coming up too. So it's just been really exciting. And we're just excited to see everybody at each of the dates that we have coming up. Yeah, how fun. So many things coming up. That's really exciting. So I definitely will have you shout out all your socials. But the last question that I want to make sure I ask you guys too, because I end it with every episode. You kind of already answered this. So maybe just summarizing what your proudest accomplishment is up until this point. And it can be related to your business or it can be on a completely separate topic. Just kind of that first thing that comes to mind for the both of you. What what would you say is your proudest accomplishment? Oh my gosh. I was going to hope, I was hoping Katie would go first. <laughs> I, uh, I'm like trying to, there's like so many things like mm-hmm. running through my head. It's like proudest accomplishment. I think my proudest accomplishment is finally finding something that not, that I'm not only good at, but that I also love. That has been it. And it's just kind of like we touched on earlier, like for so long, I tried to like try to push thing like a square peg in a round hole situation. Mm-hmm. And I tried to really force 
things to happen professionally and work-wise. And finally, I have found something that comes so naturally to me and brings me so much joy. This doesn't feel like work to me most of the time. And I'm sure like Courtney would probably agree. This doesn't feel like work. It feels like I'm planning parties for my friends. This is what I've chased for, you know, all of my professional life. I think this is what everyone chases. There was, I was talking to a friend the other day on the phone because I was like having a hard time. And he was like, you know, I saw something the other day and it had asked someone like, what's your dream job? And the answer was, well, I've never dreamed of labor. And I was like, wow, that's like really profound, right? Like that's everyone's dream, I think. Like to have something that you're so passionate about that it no longer feels like work. Mm -hmm. And I think I finally found that. And I'm just so, so grateful that I found this. And also Courtney and I both come from events backgrounds. And I think that that has really helped us understand and kind of give us a leg up on everything else. We understand the logistics of events. We understand how to market events. And I think that that's been kind of really cool to see too. Yeah. I mean, for me, I think I was saying to my boyfriend the other day before I, you know, I'd probably keep going back to when I went in and quit my job, but that was a really big risk I took. Right. And so I took a similar risk when I was 22 and I graduated from college. I moved to New York City and I didn't have a job and I just was like, I'm going to just make this work. Right. And so I think, you know, my proudest accomplishment with both of that is just with both of these things. Right. So I was 22 when that happened. I'm 32 now. (laughs) So, you know, I think just my the way that we took a risk and also finally just finding something that makes me so happy and, you know, just makes other people so happy too. That's something I've looked for forever. And, you know, it's an added bonus. I love events. I've been in events for a long time and it's an added bonus that I get to do that every day for, for other people. So that's kind of my biggest accomplishment is, you know, taking those risks on and, you know, high risk, high reward. And Mm -hmm. that is just really important to remember. You can't, You can't not take a risk because then you won't find out what would have happened if you didn't do it. And I think it's also, I mean, I get to work with my friends. Do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like not like Courtney and I are constantly, like our texts are so hilarious sometimes. (laughs) They're like talking about Bravo or like Winter House. And then it's like talking about business and then, oh wait, back to Bravo. I think it's really fun to like work with my friend every day. It's been like a really fun experience to go on together. And it's something like we lean on each other. Do you know what I mean? Like when things get hard or when we're struggling with something, we have someone else that actually really understands exactly what you're going through. For sure. And I mean, I think that it's nice too, that you kind of have somebody who has like that similar interest. And we have that base friendship that I don't think we've ever really had to like pressure the other enough on an idea or something like Mm. that. Like, I mean, I'm sure there's a little bit of back and forth, but for the most part, we're like, all right, let's just try it. Or, you know, let's see what's going to happen. Like, I think having that common ground and commonality and the love of like Bravo and charcuterie boards and our dogs and (laughs) wine and drinking rosé and stuff. I mean, I think that's what's so perfect. But yeah, I mean, our text conversations are like a mixture of like what Dumois is saying, what's happening. (laughs) And then like, did you get that graphic to that venue? (laughs) So, or did you like, or like, is this a cool TikTok to post? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's kind of the best part about it is like, and that's another part that's fun. Like you don't feel like it's a hundred percent work all the time. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. I mean, congratulations to all your success. And it makes me so happy to hear you both say that you found something that doesn't feel like work. Like that just, I don't know, makes my heart so happy. And those are the exact stories I want to share on this podcast and just showcase to others that it's possible. Right. And I really appreciate you coming on and, and sharing your stories. Um, and before we sign off here, please shout out all your social medias. Where can people find you? So we have a Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, and it's mm-hmm. all Le Petite Fet FL. So L E P E T I T E F E T E F L. And so we'd love to have everyone follow us and follow along on our journey. And thank you so much for having us both. Again, I'm so thrilled you reached out to us. Yeah. Um, just to shout out our website too, it is La Petite Fet. L-E-P-E-T-I-T-E-F-E-T-E.com. And that's where you can purchase tickets for all of our upcoming events. We also have a little bit of merch on there too. And again, thank you so much, Alexa, for having us. This has been so fun. We like love sitting down and, you know, just chatting. Yeah. With some more interest. <laughs> thank you so much, both of you, for coming on. I really, really appreciate it. And uh, now it's time for us to get ready for the new music video tomorrow. <laughs> oh <laughs> so my God. Will she ever love? Let us sleep. I, know. I am tired. <laughs> <laughs>